0: The clouds above the Humboldt State University's track bulge like old, worn water bottles, begging to spring a leak. So far today, there hasn't been so much as a drop. But I'm not fooled. I know the sky just waits for the perfect opportunity to douse us poor coeds. Sitting at the lowest steps of Redwood Bowl Stadium bleachers, I work at the knot in one of my threadbare tennis shoe laces. Geez, I need new shoes. I can smell them from here. Thank you, Northern California mold. Nothing like stinking like bad cheese to start the summer off right. I keep at the knot while peering over the track. No sign of Albert. Again, that man seriously lags. But I do see my nemesis making another round around the track, Cassie. Cassie just happens to be in all of my classes and sets the curve for our every test. Not to mention the fact that she's taller than me, thinner than me, has flawless dark skin, and a model-perfect face. Oh, and she has more friends than God. Or she would be my nemesis if I was even a blip on her radar. I have no friends. Nope. None at all. Unless you count my sister, Lenny. But I think that's cheating. When I finally manage the heroic task of tying my shoes, I consider waiting for Cassie to finish her run before I start to warm up. Not that I'm a vain person, but I really don't want to look like an ostrich trying to race a gazelle. A guy finishes his run about ten yards from where I'm sitting and walks toward me, holding his sides while visible droplets of sweat spray around him. He makes eye contact with me, and I'm locked in a moment of panic. I'm about to dash for the track so there can be no possible way the guy can start up a conversation with me. When the guy calls over, "Hey," I'm stuck between being completely rude by just running off or staying put and risking the very possible dire consequences i inhale and say hey do you got the time he asks breathily you're asking me for the time i say loudly and not as a question yeah i lift up my arm to look at my watch it's a tall burly yet kind of pretty african-american guy steps between me and the poor runner just wants to know the time. Hey, babe, you okay? Says the guy that I've seen a hundred times but never spoken to in my life. Can I help you? He asks the runner. The runner lifts both his hands in a conciliatory gesture. Just asking for the time, bro. 3.40, bro. Now move along. The guy keeps his body between me and the runner the entire time. And bro, Don't talk to my girl again. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I have no friends. At least no one got tackled this time. As the runner sprints away, the guy who's always around, but I don't even know the name of, takes a seat a row behind me, looking to all the world like the -the run-of-the-mill psycho-overbearing boyfriend. If only I was so lucky. I consider saying something to the guy like, Boy, did we scare the pants off that guy. Let's see if we can make the track team pee themselves. But I know better. I'm more likely to get conversation from the bleachers I'm sitting on than one of Albert's cronies. I was planning on stretching on the fields, preferably away from anyone to spare them from the rank odor emanating from my shoes. But, you know here's a good a place as any to stretch. I back up on the bleachers, stretching out my leg toward the crony, maybe bumping him once or twice with my shoes. The crony only gives one sideward glance toward my feet, but otherwise doesn't change his stoic, watchful expression. Raven, I hear from the field. I was concentrating so much on stretching, I didn't even notice Albert approach. Why aren't you running laps, he yells.